Hi, everyone. Paul Ward here, and welcome to another 15 Minutes. I'm excited today. I've got a special guest, Adam Casillas, the owner and host of the Latino Business Expo. Adam, welcome to the show. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I wanted to have you on because you are the um, the organizer, sponsor of the, one of the biggest uh, business expos in our, in our region, uh, the Latino Business Expo. And You've been doing it a while, and um, for full disclosure, I was actually a participant in the last one and thought it was a great event, and so I wanted to have folks on to, uh, you know, help you explain what it's all about and kind of what made you wanna what made you wanna do this in the first place. Well, you know, uh, it, that's a good question, and I have the answer. Uh, in two thousand six, uh, as you know, the market in real estate was starting to go the other direction. And the writing was on the wall. Me and my partner are both realtors. He's my broker. I was a realtor at the time. So uh, we decided to uh, go networking, start you know beating the bushes and going to events to grow our business in real estate. Well, as soon as we went to two or three, I realized that these events were very self-serving to the actual vendors that were there. And they were really not for networking i mean i went to an event that was full of uh uh and no disrespect to them they're just doing their job working trying to grow their business sure. but i walked into a room there was three title reps on one one three booths title reps uh three or four escrows 27 lenders you know that, right. that were all connected in some kind of way the um and i was like well i'm not going to generate any business for me here because right. these people have it all locked down with their own event. So they're not really looking for realtors and lenders. They're looking for buyers and sellers and maybe some real, real estate bro brokers and individuals. So after leaving there and spending $50 to go in there to, to learn nothing, um, I told, I looked at my, my partner, Richard Ramos, and I say, hey, Richard, I said, you know, my background's events, banquets, hotels, hospitality industry. Before I got into real estate, I was I've been in it my whole life, and I told him that I can put a better event on than this with the contacts that I have on my phone, and I can do it in one day. And he started laughing. He goes, "Well, let's do let's do a business expo." Mm -hmm. I said, "Okay, well let's let's see let's let's reach out to the powers to be." So we we got involved with we actually spoke to all the chambers at the time. And they all thought it was a bad idea because, and, and I don't blame them because the way the economy was going, it was just, it was turning into a mess and it was right at the beginning of it. So all the chambers that I approached about, you know, getting support and getting them involved, they all said, no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. So we said, okay, fine. Well, if, any, if anybody knows anything about me and my background and the way I'm wired is that if you tell me no, I'm going to find a way to do it. And my partner is exactly the same way times 10. So we said, oh, no, we don't need anybody. We'll do it ourselves. So in 2007, I think it was July. I don't remember what, I don't remember if it was April, April. Um, our first, we put on our first expo. Well, there was no room in the venue. It was on right from the get go. We it did it. Cool. Uh, the the by Sheraton the very first one we did it, we did it at the Four Points by Sheraton Hotel because that's where I worked in events for 20 years. So I've been there for 20 years. I knew the ground. I knew the layout. I knew the diagram. I designed the diagram. 
I uh, picked the staff because I still work. I still worked there at the time when I when I was doing the first expo. So I put everything together. We had the room set up for like uh, 55, 60 vendors. And um, before I know it, I had to start adding tables outside in the foyer. And so uh, what I did is we got another eight tables out there. So we ended up with 68 tables by the time the smoke cleared. Mm -hmm. Well, we sold the event out. There was no parking in the parking lot of the, the Four Points by Sheraton, which is a pretty good sized parking lot. There was right. no parking in the overflow parking lot that is right across the street that they use for fair parking. We filled that parking lot, and then we filled the parking lot across the street at the Holiday Inn Express. So there was zero parking for anybody else, and my event had over a thousand people in that room at the same time. Wow! We looked at each other. So me and Richard at the event, we had our real estate table, and we were exclusive. We were the only realtors in there, mm -hmm. and with our lender on our side. And I had a, uh, I think I had a. I don't know if it was Diana Rice with Chicago title on. I had my title and my lender and my real estate there. And, um, well, we couldn't work the tables. We couldn't work our business because the expo was exploding the whole time that we were going on. So I was on the microphone. I was coordinating the event. I was running. It was great. It was great. It was just it just not what we had expected. Right. We expect, you know, hey, we can, we can work our booths. We can run the event and work the booth. No, we couldn't. We right. were slammed. We were slammed with people coming in the door. And I looked at Richard. I go, man, maybe we need to uh, get into a different business because, you know, real estate's getting tough right now. And Expo, this Expo, you know, was amazing. Before we left, people were going, hey, and some of the chamber people, when's your next one? When's your next one? When's your next one? So then Camarillo Chamber came in and uh, they were the first ones to come in and support the event. Um, we had people back then going through my room and trying to ask, uh, and this was embarrassing for them. I'm not going to even share their name. But from my understanding, the gentleman has passed away until now. But he would walk up to my white vendors mm. and ask them, why are you here? This ain't going to help you because the event's name is Latino Business Expo. Mm -hmm. And the when he walked up to this vendor and told him that he has no idea. These are my friends. These people, these vendors are people I know. Right. They came running up to me and he goes, Hey, this idiot right here. He gave me his card, came up to me and told me, why am I here that I shouldn't be here, that I should be at their event, blah, 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 this. So I walked up to the gentleman. I said, Hey, please don't harass the vendors. You enjoy your time here network, do whatever you want. Don't harass the vendors. Right. So he goes right back to the vendor and says something else to him. So he was the very first person ever thrown out of one of my events. And but that's it. And since 2007 I've only had to remove one person from 28 expos. Wow. So everybody comes to my event for fun and business. If you're looking to grow your business, uh, if even if you're a well-established company already, you need to keep it moving. You can't just say I'm, I'm doing great and everything's good, we're looking okay. Because right. next month can be different. Right. You can start losing clients because you're not out in the public letting people know that you're successful. You're good at what you do. You uh, you you deliver because there's nothing worse than saying I'm one of the best of this. I'm one of the best of that. I'm one of the best of this, and you don't participate in any networking events. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be my expo. It doesn't have to be a, a, another expo. 
it could be a sponsorship with a banner, seeing your name somewhere. Hey, I've seen your name before. I've seen you at the baseball field. I've seen you at the track, the racetrack, your banner. Something. You have to continue to brand yourself. You don't just sit back and say, ha-ha, I'm making all this money. Things are looking good. No, that is when you put the pedal to the ground. Now you're making money. Now your budget's better. Advertise. Set yourself up. I'm amazed at how many successful companies don't have a budget for marketing. Interesting. And it's out there. They, they, you know, some people, they're doing so good. They got such a good product or everybody wants their stuff. They don't really need to market. But if they did, they can probably double their business. Even though, they're say they're making a million a year, small mom and pops operation. They got a great product. Right. They're just doing their own thing. You see it all the time when people go on the shark tank. Mm -hmm. that, oh, well, I made $1.6 million. How much money have you made? Oh, uh, none. But we sold $1.6 Okay. And what are they asking for? Help with social media, help with marketing, help with branding. Those are the things they're looking for. So that tells you you need to have a budget for marketing, branding, product, inventory, all these things if you're selling something that's tangible. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're selling your brand, your your skill set and your knowledge, uh, consulting. I do a lot of consulting. Um, if I'm doing consulting, then I'm charging for my time and my brain, what my experience, what I know, my knowledge in that field. You know, where people need to understand that you need to continue to put gasoline in your fuel in your car. You need to keep it moving forward, and branding and marketing and being proactive and getting involved with community events. Uh, supporting nonprofits, <clears throat> feeding hungry people, uh, joining service clubs. These are good, all good things. If, if you get it all going together at the same time, you're a very busy person, but you're a very happy person. Yep. And that's kind of like where I'm at. People go, oh, you're so busy, I don't understand. I go, I'm in charge with whatever I'm doing. So it's and up the, to me. And the businesses at the Expo, it's a pretty diverse um you know, roster of businesses. I mean, you might have insurance right next to a tequila bar. I mean, it's just, it runs the gamut. Well, you know, our expos have our identity and our personality on them. Right. Number one, me and Richard, me and Richard Ramos from day one, we're all about helping people. Mm -hmm. We're all about, if, if we can make a living helping people, I mean, we could apply as a nonprofit for the people that I've helped and the stuff that we've done over the last uh, 15, 16 years. We've done a lot for the community and we've done a lot for struggling businesses. We've always helped out. We've always a hand up, not a hand out. You know, we, we always offer mentoring business strategies, whatever. If somebody's struggling, we're not going to say, Hey, you know, we, we don't charge people for that. Right. No, if you're a successful business and you're trying to expand and you're trying to, and you, yeah, you're going to get billed. But I mean, if you're a struggling business and you, you know, you got a couple questions, the, my biggest problem with that is when I help people, they need to listen. Mm -hmm. You know, don't, don't be, don't be, uh, I created a word. It's called ask hole. Ask hole. It's like asking for advice. All I, have, I created it over a friend of mine that used to suck the oxygen out of my mouth for about two hours a week when they used to come into my office and just talk about nonsense and ask me for advice every time and never follow it. So I finally called him an asshole. He goes, what you, what's that? He goes, well, you're always asking for advice, but you don't follow it. So, I mean, if you're willing to ask somebody, then you need to, you, you need to be prepared to act on it. Right. If, some, if I ask for advice, I'm, I'm usually, if, it's, if I'm asking for advice, I'm usually on it immediately. Sure. 
immediately. I'm, I'm on it. You know, hey, what do I need to do to fix this? Okay, I'm on it. You know, uh, I've, I've given advice to people that it, it, the advice is so remedial that I don't understand that why you didn't do what I told you to do the last time or recommended. You know, I, I, you don't work for me. I don't work for you. I was just giving you some advice in an right. area that I, I know about, but you don't listen. So the key thing is you, you, you got to be a sponge in business. I don't care how high you are on, on the totem pole. There's always room to pay attention, listen to somebody else, and don't be scared to ask about it. I still learn. I learn stuff new on every single expo. You would think that I know every single challenge. I cannot control the human brain, the way people think, the way they act, the questions they ask, how they run a business, but have not looked at one single email I've sent in the last three months. Mm-hmm. Those things, uh, you know. And till till beginning of time, I've always been a very good communicator with my event and my vendors. And they how is it? it. How, is it how has it yeah, grown? But, started at the Four Points by Sheraton, and now you're at the Ventura County. Yeah, so I'll backtrack to that at the Four Points by Sheraton. So we grew the venue out with the first show. But because I worked there and I had a loyalty to them, we kept doing it there. So the place was just a zoo all the time. We were looking at putting vendors outside and maybe take over the tennis courts. So the, the hotel was trying to be nice to me. And I was trying to be nice to them. Right. Well, if we would have just communicated, they would have said, hey, man, you've outgrown our space. You need to find another place. Or I would have said, hey, I've outgrown you guys. I need to move on. But neither one of us wanted to move that 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 dot. Right. And here I'm thinking, I'm helping them. In, the, in hindsight, they're like, man, I wish you would do this event somewhere else. Our hotel guests have nowhere to park. Mm. You know, so that's when I started thinking, oh, the fairgrounds. And I'd heard a bunch of horror stories about working with the fairgrounds. As as usual, you hear stuff, but what you find go there they they open the doors they right. treat me like family and i've been at the fairgrounds ever since and they've never done anything wrong right. to make me want to change my mind about being there so now we outgrew the the sheraton then we've outgrown one of the rooms that we're using now because we can't the expo is not big enough to go two rooms have over 200 vendors we're about 120 115 right. 120 vendors that i have um we usually use uh, Santa Cruz Hall, which is uh, perfect for 130 vendors, up to 130. Uh, but they're in the model of they're in the process of remodeling or uh, redoing the roof and doing some maintenance on it. So that's out of commission for about a year. So I'm in a smaller room with San Miguel, which means it sells out sooner, it sells out quicker. Less headaches for me, less work. Has a padded floor. Everybody appreciated the padded floor last year at the last expo. So we're going to just continue to do it in the same room. Um, it's definitely uh, a beautiful venue. I mean, once you get it all dialed in and, and you got a blank canvas, that's what you do with it. But so we outgrew the Sheraton immediately with the first event. And um, since then, fast forward, we've done 28 expos. Wow. Uh, and how, how, fr- how frequently are they? Twice a year, every six months. April and October. That could change due to another event that I'm working on also that could be taken up sometime in that April gap to where I'm only going in, in the fall, maybe with the Latino Business Expo, do one, make it a little bit bigger, do it once a year. Once I let the vendors know that it's only going to be once a year, if I decide to do that, 
they will jump on more and I'll probably end up with about 140 vendors, 130, which right. is fine with me. You know, it's easier for people to budget that way. Um, the other show that I'm working on is extremely uh, time consuming also, but uh, most people who do expos, it's a side gig. Mm -hmm. It's um, on the weekends or they work it an hour a day. Um, if you could see where I'm, what I'm sitting in right now around me, I have one, two, three, six foot tables. Uh, I have uh, contacts spread out all over all three of them from my shows. One table's for the Latino Business Expo, one table's for the West Coast Outdoor Sports Fishing Expo, and one is my desk. And the, that's this is what it takes. You know, you just got to sit here and grind it out. And I work on my events every single day, uh, at least five to nine hours. The Sport Fishing Expo, tell us about that. That's a new event that has not... That's going to be coming... That, that is coming May 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Um, I think you know a little bit more about me than most people, but I'm an avid fisherman. And one of my partners also is a fisherman, Dr. A. We, uh, we have a three-way partnership with this event, uh, Dr. Atney. Uh, Richard Ramos and Adam Casillas were running the show. We decided that it was time we brought a sports show, fishing show, outdoor show back to Ventura County. There hasn't been a successful one here in 20 years. Wow. Uh, they used to be, yeah, there was a lot of um, rumors and stuff going on about what the organizers were forcing the vendors to do and how they were, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I don't know. I really wasn't there myself personally. I didn't right. do anything with the guy. So I decided that, uh, you know, me and Dr. Adnay were the ones that are both fishermen have been talking about a sports show. Well, me and Richard have been talking about doing something like this off and on for about 10 years, you know, but we never really bit the bullet. Uh, when Dr. Adnay came on board, I think he kind of helped us, you know, uh, get a little excited about it. So now we're up to like, I got 60 vendors. I'm on 60. My count right now is like 60 vendors on that show. And uh, we took over both rooms at the fairgrounds, San Miguel and the Anacapa, and about 300,000 square foot outside. That is almost already all gone. Wow. So we're, we're, this event is moving great. It's, uh, you know, the, all the local love and support that we've gotten from everybody in the industry, fishing, boating, RVing, uh, outdoors, locally has been really well received. To have something, in, we're, we live here in the Channel Islands. I mean, you're you're uh, you're you're with the Cub Scouts. You know how how much stuff we have here locally that's fun that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. I mean, we got people that are driving all the way uh, to the Sierras or up to Big Bear. We have stuff right here in our backyard yep. that uh, we can enjoy and do. And uh, uh, I, I'm just excited about the event, and uh, we're it's not going anywhere. How many vendors so, are you are you planning on for that one? Well, right now we're set up to receive up to 200 vendors. Um, so we're a third of the way there, you know, and we got three months. So we're working on that event every day, side by side. I clock a couple hours with my Latino business expos, kind of like on autopilot. Right. It's, uh, you know, I don't like to say that because I, I give it the same attention and values I've always have. Sure. Um, I don't want people to think that I'm not working as hard on the Latino business expo, but I, I am just working more is what I'm doing than I normally do. Uh, when I when I used to work like three four hours a day on that expo and then you know network and go to events and 
those of you who know me know that I, I'm involved with multiple different businesses, not just these two. Sure. I'm involved with five, you know, at least five different businesses. So yeah. there's always an oar in the water. And if I can give anybody one word of advice is not to put all your eggs in one basket. Always, there's nothing wrong with working two jobs or having a side gig or something like that. I don't remember ever having a single one job. I, don't, I never remember. I always had something else going from when I was a kid. When I was 15 years old, I worked at three different stores in the Esplanade Mall. Wow. Shoe store, Kenny Shoes, Foot Locker, and Total Fitness. All places where I got 50% off the clothing and shoes. So, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, I think I just started off like that. Like it was normal to work for different people. Right. And as I got older, I, I worked, I, I bartended at night and worked construction during the day. So I had two jobs through the time. And when I was bartending towards the end of my bartending career, I jumped into real estate. So I had bartending and real estate. And then I had real estate and expos. And now I'm involved with MGM landscaping, ex, expo real estate, Latino business expo, expo marketing. I'm on the advisory board for the Salvation Army of Ventura County. I'm on the board for the Ventura Downtown Lions Club. Uh, I've worked and volunteered with the Ventura County Office of Education, teaching entrepreneur courses and classes to uh, less fortunate children that have issues. And, you know, so all this is all, you know, they say food, food, uh, food for your stomach. Well, this is food for your soul. You know, all the stuff that I try to do, I try to make it as positive, like I'm making a difference. You are. And that's when, when I see vendors working together that I brought together and they've been working together for years. That's that's a beautiful feeling. That's awesome. It feels great. It's like, when, yep. it's like when you put somebody in, their, in a home yep. and they love their home. Right. It's like, OK, it's a great marriage, you know. And so we've been, I've been able to do that with business and we've been doing it since 2006 you know, networking. And oh, with each expo, I organize what you call mini mixers. So I provide with the participation of being a vendor at an expo, Latino business expo, you actually get five events. And if you're smart, you take advantage of all five. There's four small, there's four mixers that I organize at different locations where I bring the vendors to network, to meet each other, and get to maybe do some business before the expo even gets here. Mm -hmm. You know, I flipped the bill for those, me and my partner, Richard, flipped the bill for the show, for the mixers. And the vendors pay for the expo, and that's all they pay for. With that one price, they get five events, they get the venue, they get whatever they need to do the show, you know. And um, going on 29 expos, next year will be our 30th. Wow. And we're probably going to do, we're going to want to go big. Right. So uh, that next year might be the one a year thing. If this, uh, you know, when my outdoor sports fishing show blows up. Oh, I think that's going to be. Oh, it, I, it, it, the, the reception that I'm getting is unbelievable. Well, it's and, not going to uh, just be local folk. It's going to keep people from all over Southern California got, and the state are going to come to that. It's, you know, I got people from all over. I already got like Gailey's Marine is from Bakersfield. They're bringing yachts and boats down. I got uh, boats locally here. We got boat specialists, executive yachts, Eric's Tackle, Hooks uh, Sports Fishing, Ventura Sports Fishing, Santa Barbara Sports Fishing. Um, I even got Cutco, the knife cutlery guy. Uh, yeah. 
Aquachet, uh, my nonprofits, you know, uh, uh, Ke Kevin Brannon with Community Kev and Real Guppies, Real Anglers, yep. and Mission Fish with Brian Barber. They're both they're both going to be there supporting our local nonprofits, you know. And um, I just, you know, I think that it's something that's been missing from our area, and I'm excited to to throw my hat in the ring with it. And that's been a challenge a lot with some of the vendors. They, they don't know us because this is a whole different industry. Sure. But after they Google us, they call us back. Yep. And after they look at what we've done, okay, well, okay, I've been doing X. We've done over 100 events. My partner Richard's spoken and guests and done events all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I, uh, as far as here locally, there's nobody more connected to me when it comes down to uh, expos and networking events and uh, in Ventura County. Well, you it's know, always it's the first. It's do. always the first event where you're working out the kinks, right? So even the sport fishing businesses that maybe don't come to the first one, they're gonna realize they made a mistake. They're sitting on the sidelines. They'll they'll come to the next and one. And they'll be back. Yeah. Remind yeah. remind that's, folks. That's... Yeah. Remind folks, Adam, the two dates coming up for the Latino Business Expo and the Sport Fishing Expo. Okay. The the Latino Business Expo will be held on April twenty fifth. And that's at the Ventura County Fairgrounds. At the Ventura County Fairgrounds. And um, you'll be hearing about it on the radio and uh, and print, the VC Reporter and stuff like that. There's ways there. Um, if you want a free ticket, then you need to pay attention to my social media. Uh, that's Adam Casillas or Latino Business Expo page. I'll be posting the mixers where you can show up. The mixers are not just for vendors. They're for anybody that's trying to grow their business. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You know, you want to grow your business, you need to network. Yep. Because anybody knows me knows that if you're not networking, my, my slogan is if you're not networking, you're not working. And, and one of the things that I've taught and I try to explain to people is that parents you need to teach your kids this because networking is what they're doing on the playground and to teach them to develop relationships and socialize with other kids, this and that I'm doing business with people that I went to elementary school and I'm 59 years old. Wow. Okay. Wow. People that I've met from the neighborhood back in the day that are now in business. You know, I got some friends that work at dealerships. I got people that work in sales. They have their own equipment, plumbing companies. These are all friends of mine that I've known my whole life, mm -hmm. but I met them at school. So, you know, socializing and kids, you know, uh, one of the biggest things that I've always laughed about is that as soon as you if, you, if you're a dog owner, a pet owner, the first thing they teach you, be sure to socialize your pet, mm -hmm. socialize them with other pets, other dogs, so that they're not aggressive. Well, we need to do the same thing with our kids, folks. <laughs> get them away from the TV. Right. Get them away from the violent games and get them out in the wilderness. Get them outside. Let yep. them meet other kids. Let them network. Let them develop relationships. Let them do Good that. Advice. And that's a big, that's the biggest challenge we have right now with uh, uh, our youth and going to the next level of being self-employed. The entrepreneur pool is going to, I personally think, is going to get less and less because each generation is doing more and more and more for their kids and not letting them learn. It's like, oh, no, no, no. I, they almost cancel school because of rain. They're talking about canceling school because of rain. Oh when you're in a protected car and we're not flooded and it's just raining and they're right. just worried that it could be dangerous trip to school. It's ridiculous. I'm like, these types of things are just, you know, 
You want to know what we used to do? 1974, uh, my mom would walk out. There was no, and, and back then, I grew up on Hemlock Street in Oxnard, and she'd have to drop a board down to get into the street and then pick the board up and then drop it on the other side so that we can cross the street, walking across it when the streets were flooded. And then we went to school, we followed the sidewalk, and we walk in the rain all the way to school and come back home, same way. Yep. We did it. We're live. We're still I walked, here. I walked, know, to school, like, I walked to school to kindergarten by myself with the key around my neck. There you go. I'm dating. Latch door key. That's, yeah, latch key kid. Yeah. Yeah, I was probably 1996. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Adam, this has been awesome. I appreciate this. I know that our, our uh, viewers will as well. I uh, just wanted to get the word out and, uh, you know, talk to you. And, uh, of course, let folks know about the Latino Business Expo that's coming up in just a couple months. And, of course, uh, Ventura County's uh, first Sportsman's Expo, um, which is the West, first in West Coast years. Outdoors. Yeah. And remind us of those, remind us of those, of those dates on the uh, Sportsman's. Okay, that's going to be 3rd, 4th, and 5th of May. And for any questions about either one of these events, you can go, the first website for Latino Business Expo is www.latinoexpousa.com. The second website is www.sportsfishingexpo.com. If you'd like to find out how to get tickets to that event, go to the website, hit me up with a message. There will be ways that you can go pick up tickets at certain places and businesses. They'll give you a free ticket with the purchase in their store. Now, the tickets are $15 per day, and there's a $45 ticket for a VIP ticket that gets you an hour earlier. Okay. So there's there's going to be a lot of opportunities. Anybody who knows me knows that I love to give away tickets. I awesome. love to help. I love that. But once once I've done it, I've done it. And it's it's it. It's yeah. If, if you, we'll post that. Give, we'll post that here on the YouTube channel too, so folks can see those those links. Absolutely. So I can send you a digital uh, photo of both these uh, events if you like to share them on on that with the post, and they both have the website right on it also, so that they can get tickets. And we do specials with tickets. You know, we we just want to have a great event. We're not that concerned about the door. We're really not. We well, just want to have a great event. It's a great event. Yeah. Well, well I really appreciate you. your time. Thank you so much, Adam. And we appreciate you. And uh, hope folks have enjoyed this episode, 15 minutes. And uh, be sure to tune in next time. Thank you very much, Paul. You have a wonderful day. Thank you.